Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Tim, welcome to the cave. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, you had an exciting career when I was doing some research on you. Yeah, well, my career has been long. <laughs> and when you have a long career, I, I noticed stuff, stuff happens in between. Stuff that you don't plan on and stuff that, you know, you got to deal with. And uh, any actor who is in, is, in, is in the business a long time probably has many, many, many stories. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. definitely. So yeah, you had a big role as Biggs on uh, Van Helsing on the final season, you know, and I can't wait till we dive into that. But, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you know, you've been in the business for a long time. Uh, so it's like, a, it's like a journey for you. What made you get into the acting world? Well, I, I, I've always had a notion of it since I, was a, since I was about nine years old. It's just always fascinated me. And, you know, just like uh, you, back in the 60s, you know, you, we had black and white TV. And I don't know, when you watch something in black and white, it just makes it more theatrical and more like larger than life. And so I would see these people and they just seem like gods and goddesses. And uh, I just had to, I had to fly, you know, with the stars, you know, so at <laughs> nine, I was just attracted like a moth to a flame, you know, so it's pretty much all I've ever wanted to do. And so that's kind of an interesting predicament. A lot of times people change their careers or change what they want to do. And I never really have always been really focused on this one thing. And pretty much I'm not a star or anything, but I'm just pretty much a, a what do you call it? A journeyman actor. You know, I have my lunch pail and I'm, you know, just tell me, tell me where to hit the mark, give my lines and, you know, let me go. And uh, so, but I do, I do enjoy it. I do love getting up in the morning, knowing that there's a role out there that, you know, that will be challenging and that will be new and that will be a new experience. So, Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that uh, you know, uh, when you're young, when you're younger, you you were into sports a lot and everything. So that's like a big, you know, a lot of people like they want to try to stick at the sports to see if they can make something out of it. You decided to go the opposite way. Yeah, well, you know, in sports, there is somebody who's going to be faster than you, stronger, taller, swifter, and that was kind of evident right away that I would not ever be an elite athlete. And so, but what I did like about athletics is that. I love performing and I love being in, you know, a stadium and a crowd. And whereas in, a, in athletics, you know, somebody is obviously just better than I am. But when you act, you can sort of neutralize that and you can you can be you can everything that you wanted to accomplish on the athletic floor, you can accomplish on the theater floor, you know. So in my mind, at least you can. And so I thought combining the two of those things together was my was my way of approaching acting so my acting I, I use a lot of I use a lot of the experience I gained growing up you know with team sports and working with coaches and working with people because acting is very much a communal kind of thing you just you're really not alone you have to you have to work under sort of a team concept in order to to get the thing rolling and and I understood that and I understood like roles that you have to play not all, I'm not going to be the star every time you know sometimes I'm going to have to sit the bench uh, and then, but, you know, I'll, I'll get called in in special moments and I can do a really good job. So let me, let me, let me make sure I get this timeline, right. Cause I've noticed that, you know, you've lived all over the place too. Like 
So you went to New York University Tisk School for Arts, right? Yes. And then, but you were born in California. And how did you end up in Vancouver? Man, it's crazy, isn't <laughs> it? Uh, yeah. God, acting is just so crazy. Well, uh, I started out in Fresno, California, and that's my hometown. And since I was about 18, I just wanted to get out of Fresno because there was just, you know, there was nothing there for me, really. And um, so I, I went to San Francisco State for a couple of years, and that was just an amazing experience, that university with all the students there. And then um, my teacher told me about New York University and about their program, the conservatory, which is a three-year program. And uh, my teacher really believed in me that I could be a classical actor. I could, mm. you know, I could do Shakespeare, you know, on, on stage and kind of pushed me in that direction. So my teacher helped me get into New York University and that just basically changed my life. That going to graduate school just just it was it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. My hair started falling out. It was so hard. And uh, and from that, I stayed in New York for about 10 years and moved to Los Angeles, about 10, married a Canadian, uh, fell in love and uh, we moved to Canada. And so I've been here for about maybe 16, 17 years and I have a son here. And so it's been quite a circuitous kind of journey for me. So um, yeah. I'm basically, I consider myself kind of global where I can just pretty much move anywhere. You know, you can act anywhere. And uh, so, you know, I still maintain my relationships in Los Angeles and New York. And so, you know, you just kind of always have to have your foot in it looking for the next job. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Vancouver is a lot of things get filmed there now too. Yeah. It's crazy. There's so much going on here. Um, they, they, they really did a great job during, uh, the pandemic of figuring out how to, you know, make content while, you know, all the, the craziness was just going on. And, and that was kind of amazing even to like be in that and to see it and to see how organized and how safe and how much testing and how careful mm -hmm. they were, you know, um, that was, this is, this is a, this is like a unique moment and I'm sure it'll never happen again. I hope, I hope it doesn't, but um but people really rally, rally around, uh, you know, rally around it. And they, 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 they come up with solutions so that you can just keep going, you know. And so I was lucky to be in this business and that this business, they kept on making films in Vancouver. And so it was just a great place to be. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the pandemic. You know, like things got shut down for a little while and then they started picking up again. For you as a, as a working actor, did you... Have to, did you have to take a break or did you have projects lined up? So as soon as things opened up, you started going back to work? Man, when you're an actor, you always have projects lined up. Or even if even if they're make-believe, you have make-believe projects in your head lined up. <laughs> you always have to have something going on in your head. Otherwise, uh, your existence is going to be very, very difficult. So, yeah, you do have projects. You, you got to do self-made stuff. But uh, during the pandemic, it's funny in that um, Vancouver got even more busy. Uh, for a lot of actors here in uh, in Vancouver, um, they had trouble bringing in actors from Los Angeles. And so because of, you know, the protocols and such and getting across the border is very difficult. So a lot of actors here um, got a chance to do stuff that they wouldn't normally have done. And so what's happening is that everyone, you know, everyone's getting these really, really good chances and good looks. Um, there's so much talent in this uh, city. And a lot of times we have to compete with, you know, actors from Los Angeles, even though I'm from Los Angeles, yeah. I have to compete. I have to compete with the guys that I always competed with when I lived there. And uh, a lot of times there's a perception about like, you know, C Canadian actors are a lot, you know, Vancouver actors were not as good. 
And, and that, and that's not true at all. You know, we're human beings and we study and we, you know, we do our job and, and we're talented, you know? So, so we, it was just kind of like luck, you know, it just some, this is like the silver lining that happened, you know? And so uh, it's a, it, it's a terrible thing that happened, but you know, we were, we were here to, to be ready. Like, you know, we're sitting on the bench and then we're called in and then, you know, we do our job and we're really, really good. So that was, that was really fulfilling. That was really, really fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. And all this, and all this craziness, you know, I haven't seen my father in about a year. Oh, wow. uh, the board was to my dad's 90 and I am just dying to get home, you know, to see him and just to be with him. And, you know, I just, he's got Alzheimer's and it's just, you know, it's just been so, so difficult uh, not seeing my dad. And um, so hopefully, you know, in the next month or so, they'll open the border and I can come and see my pop. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize the borders were still closed. I thought they recently opened, but maybe I'm thinking of somewhere else. I think I think they're they, they're closing it for maybe another month, maybe. Okay. Oh, so um, that's what I heard. But, you know, everything is like up and down. You know, there's always, you know, rumors. But I but I heard that was the um, that was going on. So. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, well, like during the lockdown, everything you're doing a lot of like self like tapes and everything. Like, are you, uh, are you do you enjoy the self tape or do you like the, you know, Man, audition? I think it's funny. Some actors just hate it. You know, yeah. some actors like going into the room. They like being outside with like 15 other people um, and just waiting to go in. I never really liked that. But that's, you know, that's all I ever knew was just going to the casting office and waiting with like, you know, 10, 15 other guys in the office and your name is Old called school. in. Yeah, it's it's brutal, you know, but this new thing where the self tape, I just love it. I absolutely love it. I get to I get to uh, practice and I get more time and I get to I get to shoot the take that I want and show them instead of, you know, them shooting me. And I really don't know how they shoot me because, you know, the, sometimes you don't you don't see how they shoot you in those offices. And so, you know, I, I'm finding the actor has more control over the our image for the audition and I feel stronger. I feel more confident and it's just, it's just way, way better. It's more relaxed and, um, and it saves time, you know, going, uh, these are all these actor complaints, <laughs> driving to the casting office, finding parking, going in. And it's, it's very nerve wracking. Yeah. And so I do love the self tapes. In fact, I just did one yesterday with my friend in New York. She was auditioning for a film and she asked me to zoom with her. And I was actually on zoom taping audition in New York and uh, just having a great time doing it, you know? So it's crazy right now. It's fun. So when you're doing a self tape by yourself, like how often, like how long do you think it, how many tries well, do you think it, it makes you? Well, I usually, I usually, this is, it's never by yourself. You can okay. do it theoretically by yourself, but it'd be very difficult. So what I do yeah. is I involve my whole family. Okay. And uh, so we're like a little, we're like a little circus. Uh, my wife is involved and my son oftentimes is involved. My son's my reader. He's about, he's about, he's 19. And so his voice has changed. And so my boy can read for me uh, because my wife doesn't like reading for me. And so my wife will tape me and, and then, you know, I do the reading and my son reads for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I do the scene with my son essentially. So it's kind of strange that way, but it's kind of, we've, that's what we've been doing. And my son's booked me so many jobs now that I'm just like, he's my, He's my lucky charm. You know, he wow. just throws, he just throws me softballs. You want your reader to throw you softballs so you can hit it out of the park. And my boy kind of has it figured out, you know, and um, I don't know. It's, and we do it really fast. And so usually I only take one or two, three takes at the most. 
I don't like to take a lot of takes. I just like, I just like it right in the moment. Boom, let's go. Boom, it's done. All right, let's move on. And so I just like to, I don't like to spend a lot of time on takes. I just like one or two and then and that, that's, it's, it's wonderful. And so, and so your concept of how you act is like, when you act, it, you just have to be so totally in the moment that you're not thinking about words, you're not thinking about anything, just your intention and you just do it. So, so it, you know, it just feels very, very lifelike and real. And that's all you can do on these auditions because you could spend your, you know, you could spend hours doing, you know, doing it and they'll, they'll go with the next person, you know? So you just really got to trust that, you know, you got the mojo and they're seeing it and, and that's, and that's all you can do. You know, they're playing, you're playing a song and you're hoping, and you're hoping that they can hear right. it. So, that's yeah. awesome. How you, you have like that special bond with your son that he can help you out. Is he a future actor? Do you want to follow your footsteps? Oh, he really could be an actor. He really could. Cause I've, I've seen him. I've seen him, but he doesn't want to do it because he just he just can't stand people looking at him. And, you know, kids are shy. Yeah. And so he just hates it. And um, I don't really tell him too much about what I do. And he wants to be a chef. And so he's going to chef school right now. And he's a That's fab awesome. cook. Oh, my God, my son can cook. But it's, I, but I have a heck of a time getting him to cook because he's always so tired. He doesn't want to cook because, you know, he spent so much time in the kitchen. So he doesn't want to cook. <laughs> and it just really gets me but that kid can cook let me tell you and there is a difference you know like i think i consider myself an okay cook but good goodness that boy can cook i, I just love it <laughs> awesome so so you like you mentioned earlier you know you have a role now coming out on van helsing as uh, uh bigs um now was this uh pre was this uh, rec- uh filmed pre-pandemic or what how did this happen no, this was my first pandemic job. This was like, wow. you know, it was like we, I got it and it was right in the middle of it, you know. And so uh, I got on set and I just had to get used to all the mask and the protocol. And the, it's it was very strange because you never see anybody's face. And so, you know, it's weird. You're sitting in the makeup chair and you, and you don't see the person who's putting your makeup on. You never see what they look like or the director or the producer or anyone on the film, you never can see their face. And so if you were to go outside and they were to take their mask off, you wouldn't even know who they were, you know? So it's really, really strange. And it's strange, like rehearsing, everybody's got their mask on when they rehearse. And so sometimes you don't even see the actor's face until you, they take off their mask and then you do the scene. And so it's like this big surprise. Oh, that's what you look like. And uh, yeah, so it was very tense and very, very hard in the beginning, but after, you know, after you, after a couple of days, you sort of like get used to it and uh, you just try to keep being safe and remembering to put your mask on after you perform. And so it's just, it just adds another layer of kind of seriousness on the whole, on the whole thing and pressure for everybody. Cause they work so hard, you know, on the set and it's so hot. Oftentimes it's outside and really hot or whatever. And they have those masks on and it's, I just can't imagine. It's very difficult with it. And they had, they would have them on for like 18 hours or 15 hours, you know? And so they, they work hard on these sets and they're very good at what they do. And, and, and that's, what's a great thing to see is how the, the, the crew just sort of rallies and uh, man, they step up and it's just like, it, it, it feels so good to be around people who know what the heck they're doing you know, like a well-oiled machine. And all you have right. to do is like, they put your mark down there, they give you direction and then you, you do your job and then, you know, you get off and then they can do their job. And so you want it really smooth. You want, you want a smooth experience, you know? Yeah. That's fantastic. So this was a self-tape, I assume. A self-tape to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Self-tape to get the job. 
Yeah, that was fun. But I was going to ask you, like, how does that work? Like, so you got booked for the self tape. Do they? Do you have to go through a few Zoom meetings after that so they can get a feel for you? Also, um, they what they'll do is I'll do a self tape, and then they'll ask me probably to do another self tape of uh, some lines that they make up. And mm-hmm. so a lot of this, sometimes it's not even in the show. They just give you something to read because they want to see your character. The, the part that I auditioned for, I didn't get. Um, it went to this guy named Darcy Laurie, who's a wonderful actor. I had a great time with him. And, um, and, and oftentimes, you know, you audition for a role and you won't get that role, but you get another role. And then in, in a show, sometimes, you know, you do okay on the episode and they start writing stuff for you, more to do. And I don't know if that happened or not, but um, my character was, was, is, is, doesn't have a lot of lines, very quiet, but, he's, but he really is present. I get to do a lot of like stunts and stuff like that. I'm kind of old to be doing that, but, you know, you just got to do it. You know, you got to say, yeah, I can do that. Because <laughs> yeah, you want the job. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you got to, it's like, yes, there is no, no, there, mm. there is no, no. You know, there's like, oh, there's only, yes, I can do that. <laughs> So you play so Biggs is like he's a biker gang leader. Like so, how do how do you like, you know, you book the role? Like how do you prepare to pl- uh, to play this kind of a role? Well, man, I got to tell you, uh, I'm from Fresno, California, so I am familiar with biker gangs. Yeah, um, there has always been a huge like Hell's Angel contingent, you know, since like I can remember in the '60s, and so I'm well aware of biker gangs, and and I'm well aware of stories and. You know, your family sort of has, you know, everybody has a relative who dated one or, you know, so you kind of you kind of know the drill. And uh, so and I read a lot of literature. I was into Hunter Thompson talking about his Hells Angel experience. And so for a while there, I was really into reading about the Hells Angels. And so I already had a lot of background on them. But in this show, it's not really about like the biker gang experience. It's more about like the, the biker gang you know, was thrust into this dystopian landscape. And now they have to like rearrange and become something that they're not, which is kind of like fighters, you know, for, I guess, the side of justice. And so everything changes, you know, when, you know, the, the vampires took over. And so the bikers became kind of like soldiers and uh, the, the helpers of uh, this fight against evil. And so that was really fun. That was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. You um, mentioned uh, you mentioned you had to do like a couple of your stunts. Like what kind of stunts did you have to do for this role? Oh man, I got beat up by uh, a, a <laughs> female that was like five foot two and 105 pounds, you know, and I'm six four, 250. And I just got my, I just got whooped, you know? Actually <laughs> <laughs> beat up three guys. But I, it was the most fun, uh, you know, because when they when you do the stunts, you know, they, they they were really good. They showed me they gave me three videos of what it looked like from different angles. Mm. And so I could see it uh, from the night before and study it at home and just go through the steps and go through the punches and whatever by myself. And this is how fast it is. So you really have to be fast. You have to be on set. And then all of a sudden, you know, you shoot everything in sections, but you have to know you know, how to step, how to do this, how to do this, how to duck and all that. And every, just it's like choreographed and it's, it's tremendous fun. And they did have a stunt double, but uh, they didn't use him most for the most part. So I did most of my own, most That's of my great. own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's great fun. It, it really is. I'm, 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 it's probably the last time I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm much too old to be doing that kind of stuff, <laughs> but I got to tell you, it is, it's so fun. It's so physical. I mean, it's like, it's like playing Cowboys and Indians, you know? Mm-hmm. So who doesn't like to do that? Right. 
how did how did it feel joining the the cat the cast for like the pretty much the final season in the last few episodes well, it was pretty scary. You know, it's pretty scary going in, being someone who has been on the outside looking in. And so now when you're on the inside, it kind of feels like the first day of school and you didn't really know what to say and you're shy. And so you sit on the desk in the corner. But uh, but the star of the show, Jonathan Scarp, was very generous. We had we had known each other like 15 years ago. We took a Larry Moss class together, an acting class, which is like Larry Moss is like one of the greatest acting teachers in the world. And uh, but I met Jonathan at the class and saw him act and he saw me. And so we remembered each other. And so we just struck up a conversation. And, and from that, you know, you just sort of like talk and you just, you know, and, and he just really, really was so gracious and so kind and kind of, you know, just very open so that I, I really did feel like I, I, I started like belonging to the team, you know, and, and, and when you get like that, you, you, you want to do a really good job. And so they were very good at being gracious and kind and open to, to new cast members coming into their world, you know? Um, so that it was a very, very pleasant experience. I had a great, great time you know, uh, with everybody. It was just the friendliest, everyone down from the people who do the makeup to, you know, the grips, everyone was just so friendly and so helpful, you know, and um, it, it was a well-oiled machine. That, is, that was a well-oiled machine, that production, you know? Yeah, I had Dan Kadon from uh, Van Helsing to also, and uh, he pretty much ah. said he loved, he loved every minute of it. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was like playtime. It was yeah. like it was like dress up time and play time. It's like they put you in these glorious costumes and you're on these fun, funky sets and you get to roll around in the dirt. And then, you know, you <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I like all that. No, I don't know. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I made mud pies as a kid, you know, so it's like it was great. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. So um, you also have another project coming out in a few weeks on, on Lifetime. Yeah, this one is really, really crazy, interesting project about uh, it's called Doomsday Mom. It's on Lifetime. Um, it's a true story that's going on right now about um, a husband and wife who killed their children. And I don't know, it's, it's really <laughs> to, to, to explain the plot is like trying to unwind a Gordian knot. Um, it's, it's, uh, based on the story of Lori Vallow, who is being charged with the murder of her two children and possibly her ex-husband and a couple other husbands and, Jeez. and other people. And she has been deemed unfit to stand trial because they say she's, she doesn't understand what's happening to her. And, um, her husband, uh, is now, I guess, taking the rap for all the stuff that, that went down. And my character is, is the detective, the police detective, who sort of uncovers the crime and kind of gets the ball rolling to, to arrest these, um, these two people for, for what they did and to seek justice for the victims. And it's, 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 it was interesting because it's a true story. And so that adds an extra layer of seriousness and sort of reflection on on how you act the role and so you approach this from a very different standpoint and the standpoint is is like you just stay out of the story and you just do your job and don't choose scenery don't showboat just you know just 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 tell the story and uh, be there be there I don't know be a voice for the victims you know and so and so this this project it was it was very very difficult to do, um, but but I'm glad I did it, and um, uh, I can't say it was fun. No, though I can't say it was fun, but um, 
yeah, it was it was it was a great challenge. Yeah. Where, uh, where was this filmed recently? Yeah, this was filmed about maybe two months ago, I think. So it's they 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 really turn these things around fast. You know, they're so they're so uh, they're so good at at what they do. They I think we shot it in like maybe twelve or 14, 14 days, maybe, and which wow. is impossible to do because the script was enormous. There's so much in it. Um, it was just, it's a real page turner, you know. Um, and even though you know the outcome, it's still a page turner. You know, I was I was I was really impressed with it. I, it felt more like you know a film that was made for you know the theater instead of the TV. So that's so it was very ambitious. It's a very ambitious project. Um, very really good writing. Very good writing. Yeah, all, all the tops all the way around. Yeah, uh, and that gets released on June twenty sixth, right? Yeah, June twenty sixth. I think it's on Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. So when you're not when you're not acting and you're not working, uh, what do you enjoy? Like uh, I was told to ask you this because people want to know. Like, uh, what do you enjoy doing on your uh, time off? Well, goodness, I think on my time off, it's always like, uh, what should I be doing? You know, um, I, I do a lot of writing. So I right now I'm in the middle of writing a play and having it read maybe in August in New York on Zoom at an NYU Graduate Acting Workshop. Oh, wow. And so I've been working on this play for many years. And now I'm, I'm going to have a reading of it. And so when you're not acting, you re, you're just really you, you're either thinking about acting or you're doing something to, you know, so that you can act. And so there, you know, you don't want a lot of downtime. You just want to keep, you know, you just want to kind of keep going all the time, you know, with projects and things to do. You just don't want to be sitting by the phone waiting for you know, the phone to ring. Mm. So you just kind of kind of make stuff happen on your own. Uh, Tim, uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners find you on uh, social media? Do you keep in touch on social media? Not really. I just have like a Facebook account. I'm really not that good about all that stuff. I'm thinking about like attempting to figure it out, you know, and but it really is. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God. And I see some of these actors and oh, my God. And they're like so active every day. It takes so much energy. Oh, how do they do it? You know, so that's something I have to investigate. And that's a whole new phenomenon that, that I wasn't <laughs> even like I wasn't even prepared for, you know, when I was born. And mm -hmm. so but for this generation, it's like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. But for, you know, <laughs> for guys who are kind of long in the tooth. It's like, man, what is all this? God, this is crazy. <laughs> who wants to know about me? Oh, my God. Every, yeah. Well, as soon as they see you on something, they're going to be like, hell, let me go find this guy. They can't find you anywhere. Well, I'm on Facebook, so, you know, you can find me on Facebook and you can be my friend. All right, I'll, be, Tim, I'll, I'll be anybody's friend. How's that? <laughs> Tim, uh, this was great. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. This was wonderful. Thank you very much. And it was just a pleasure to be here. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC podcast and our website, the MCC podcast.com until next time. Until next time.